to the Travel Squad podcast. We adventure the world together, one passport stamp at a time. We're here to share travel news, tips, and our own adventures with you. Every Travel Tuesday, we share stories on a variety of topics, including our hometown, San Diego, hiking, weekenders, national parks, international getaways, and inspiring you to go on your own adventures, even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, squaddies. Welcome to episode 110 of the Travel Squad podcast. I hope you're hungry and thirsty because today we are taking you to the 13 best brunch and most Instagrammable places in San Diego. So wear something cute for the pictures and stretchy for the food and let's get into it. San Diego has so many unique brunch spots. You can go find a place that has ocean and bay views to quaint cottages. There's just so many places in San Diego to get your brunch on. So I'm super excited to dive into this episode. I myself haven't been to all of them, but I've been to quite a few of them. And this inspires me to go try some of the other spots we have on this list. Yeah, and San Diego is not only known for the beautiful beaches and gorgeous weather, we're a hot spot for brunches out here. San Diegans take their brunch seriously, and so should you when you come here and visit. You have to try at least one of these places. That is for sure. Very iconic brunch locations in San Diego. Brunch is a San Diego pastime. You shouldn't come here unless you plan on getting brunch. But there are things you need to know about brunch in San Diego. So let's start with a tip. First tip is if you are able to make a reservation for a place, make it or else you're going to have very, very long lines, maybe two plus hour waits. So it can be quite a long time. So that's one tip. Long waits are pretty common. So if you can't make a reservation, just know you're going to have it. It's really, really rare to just be sat right away at a hot spot for brunch. So if you're going to go to one of these places, look around, see what else is there, plan to get a mimosa somewhere down the street or explore and go shopping or time it on a day when they're doing a farmer's market. So you give yourself something to do while you wait. Mm -hmm. And get there early. If you can't make reservations, the later you wait in the day, the longer the wait's going to be unless you are going after like 1, 2 p.m. If you're going to go like anytime between 10 and 12, you're going to have a long wait. And weekdays are obviously better than weekends if you're here for a short trip or you're visiting during the week. But don't think that that's going to save you from the wait. Some of these places, even during the week, have really long waits. And then another tip that I want to share that was surprising to me when I first started brunching here in San Diego, coming from Sacramento, bottomless mimosas was a huge thing. You can go anywhere and get like a 10 or $12 all-you-can-drink mimosa deal. Came to San Diego and found a really hard time finding bottomless mimosas. In fact, the places that you can find it are usually not the best caliber of restaurant to spend your time at. They do still exist, though. You can find them, I think, more like $20, $25 here and there. They mostly go by selling by the bottle or the glass. And I was going to say, maybe that's why they actually have the bottomless mimosas deals is because they know their food game ain't on par. So they got to intrigue you with the booze game, right? Yes, that's right. But the first one on our list, third corner in OB and in Encinitas, is actually the rule breaker here because this place is fucking amazing. And it's kind of sad because since COVID, they've paused the brunch, but they're definitely going to be bringing it back. So the deal was, and hopefully will still be when it comes back, $25 for the brunch menu. 
First of all, that's cheap. (laughs) And second of all, it gets you your meal off of this menu plus bottomless mimosas. Whoa, that's a double whammy. The food is good and it's a really like classy, cute wine bar kind of loungy vibe in there. So it's a nice place too. They actually bring you out this like plate of fruit and cinnamon bread and they have white napkins. It's nice. Let me ask you a question, since this is a place Brittany and I haven't been yet, even though there's two locations, we really need to. This one is high on our list. I know you put it on here because you absolutely love it. But do they let your drink go low? A lot of places that have bottomless, it's sometimes really hard for the servers to come and fill you up. I don't know if it's intentional or they're just so busy, but usually I find that to be the case. Like they're trying to have you have less. Well, that's not the case here. Like the ratio of orange juice to champagne, the longer you've been there may change. I suspect that it's probably true, but no, they don't let your cup go empty. And that's dangerous because groups that I've gone with have been leaving in a lot worse shape than they went in as. (laughs) I mean, we have seen it all. I remember someone that worked there telling someone else who wasn't necessarily with our group, but we knew them like neighbor table people. Once most start flowing, you make friends. They were like, don't ever come back here to this group of people. Oh my God. And broken glass. Like it gets crazy for being such a classy, nice place. Like bottomless mimosas, it'll happen. What part of OB are they in? It's almost like right when you get into OB. It's not down by the beach. It's like cable or bacon or something. It's on the corner, third corner. I'm imagining maybe third street. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the name. Yeah, but I definitely recommend this place. It's really cute. Great place for big groups. So number two on our list is one of my personal favorites. It's Snooze, an AM eatery, and it's a chain. So it's not just in San Diego, but the first time I experienced it was in San Diego. They have multiple locations like in Hillcrest and in La Jolla. I most often go to the Hillcrest location just due to its proximity to where we live. And they have so many good brunch menu items. Like they have a OMG French toast. And Jamal, why don't you tell us about that? Well, all you need to know really is in the name, OMG. And when you take your bite, you're going to really realize how they came up with that name. It's amazing French toast, so light, so fluffy, yet thick at the same time. They have an amazing mascarpone cream sauce that they put on top of it just as well. And caramel. And caramel. Mm. It's so, so good. And strawberries. And strawberries. And coconut. And coconut. Oh my gosh, (laughs) right? I mean, it's already... OMG, right? And then they're also famous for their pancakes. They have pancake flights that you can do or specialty pancakes from like blueberry Danish pancakes. Oh, that is my favorite. Pineapple upside down pancakes, all this type of stuff. And they always have a pancake of the day. But even if you're not going just for the sweets, they have amazing savory. I love to get their eggs Benedict that they have there all the time. Their ham Benny. So, so good. And you can, if you don't want to do an order of pancakes, you can do side pancakes. And it's one large pancake. My favorite side pancake is the blueberry Danish pancakes. They're buttermilk pancakes. They're topped with blueberry coulis, sweet cream, almond streusel. And then in the center, it is the most delicious lemon cream cheese filling. Mm. Oh my God. It is by far my favorite pancake there. So amazing. Let me tell you something unique about the pancakes here at Snooze though. And why I really, really like it. If I'm having pancakes, like regular pancakes, I drench it in syrup. I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't put as much syrup as I put on pancakes, but I really need it to be moist and, you know, have that sweetness and everything like that. They do not have syrup at 
snooze with their pancakes. Their sauces and creams and everything that they put on top of it is enough to keep it from not being dry. Like I don't go here and think to myself, man, I need syrup for this. And so that's like a testament to how good they are. Like they don't need syrup. Could you imagine that? A pancake that doesn't need syrup. It's wild. My typical order when I go here is a half of a Benny and a half of an OMG French toast, which is another cool thing about this place. You can get half orders on most of the things on the menu. That is a great squad tip. Savory and sweet. Mm. And so we've dived far in on the sweet side, but they do have really good savory items. They have lots of Benedicts, which are savory. And they also have an amazing breakfast pot pie topped Ooh. with an egg. And I love that. It is so good. And they have a good eclectic mix of stuff that you could get from the bar. Really good Bloody Marys. You could get yourself mimosas. Unfortunately, they don't have a bottomless deal or anything like that. But there is going to be a big wait at snooze. So that goes into one of the tips that we said earlier. Do get there early. Get yourself on the reservation system there if you can. I don't know if they're going to do this and bring it back. But before COVID, to keep people appeased because of how long the wait was, they allowed you to have free coffee while you were waiting. Now, it was black or they had like cream and sugar. We're not talking like specialty coffee, but you can get as many cups as you wanted and just have it outside. And if you had your cup as you were going in, you could sit down at the table with it and they didn't charge you. I love that. But once you're sitting at the table and you fill up your coffee, they're charging you. But that was a cool thing that they did. And I'm hoping after COVID, they bring that back. They used to bring out samples too to people that were just standing around waiting. That was awesome. Number three on our list is Breakfast Republic. This place is known for its portion sizes. They are huge and the food is really good there. There are several locations around San Diego. There's one in North Park, downtown, Liberty Station. They're popping up all over the place. And the food is amazing. Something I got there one year was a breakfast tostada. And it came with two because, again, the portions are huge and black beans. And it was so good. And they have, like, creative, cool things like that. Also, really, really good pancakes. You can get a side pancake there, too. And they're really good flavors. I think I got a strawberry shortcake pancake there one year. And it was so good. This summer, they had pina colada French toast. Ooh. Mm, that sounds so good. And Kim, they also had over the summer a crispy mushroom, which is your favorite, Ew. and cornbread pancake. That sounds... Mm-hmm. All of it sounds good <laughs> except for the mushroom aspect for Kim, I guess, right? One of Mushrooms my fav- are disgusting. <laughs> One of my favorite omelets that I get from Breakfast Republic is the chicken fennel sausage omelet, which has Asiago chicken fennel sausage, red onion, green bell pepper, jalapenos, and jack cheese. It's so good. That's a good solid one. And the times that I have been there, there is a wait, but it hasn't been these crazy like two, three hour long wait lines. So it's pretty, it's a pretty solid choice. Yeah, and they have a good mix of sweet items too. They have really good pancakes, Oreo, bacon, churro, mm. lemon, coconut, strawberry cheesecake. And French toast wise, they have like strawberry and mascarpone, s'mores, banana split. So they have a lot of different options, omelets, pancakes, French toast. I like to go with a significant other and order a savory dish. The portions are huge and then get a side pancake and split all of that. And that's enough for two people. I love places that have really big portion sizes. I really, really love the big portion size of Breakfast Republic. Very American of you. It is. It is. (laughs) 
And I really like the Liberty Station location. I love Liberty Station in general. You can always go check out the shops in the area afterwards or beforehand while you're waiting. So I I really do like that location. Number four is another local San Diego chain. It's The Mission. And if you remember from our episode with Mandy and Garrett, Garrett had said that when he was in San Diego, went to The Mission, absolutely loved their potatoes and was still thinking about it, you know, years since he's been here. And that should say everything you need to know about the mission. Potatoes are bomb. Yeah, they're rosemary potatoes. So delicious. They're also known for making their own bread. And you can buy a loaf of bread too. And they have a really good like cinnamon bread. And it's pretty amazing. Yeah, last time I went there, I got this like hash kind of a thing with potatoes and black beans and eggs. And I think it had soy chorizo. And mm, my God, it was just so good. And it's right next to my house too. There's one downtown. Mm -hmm. There's one in Mission Beach. So if you want a little beach action, a little downtown action, maybe you're here for a conference at the convention center. Really close. Good spot. It is small though, so you can expect about an hour wait typically. And the menu items are geared towards like Mexican influenced foods. Like they have Rancheros Verde, Chilaquiles, Papas Loco, which are like these amazing rosemary potatoes with grilled jalapenos on top and black beans and cheese. So it's really, really good. Another thing about that is they have a lot of options for vegans. So you could get like bacon or say you could get tofu and they make it really easy to have options there for for the veggies. Well, I knew they had it when you mentioned the soy chorizo. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny, just kind of sidetrack here away from San Diego brunch. I saw something recently that someone had posted online and it was a photo that said soy chorizo. And if anybody knows Spanish, soy means I am. So somebody was like, oh, chorizo. And it's telling me like I'm chorizo and bought it and didn't realize it was really soy, like the soy product, soy chorizo. So just you saying that right now made me think about it. So thought that was kind of funny. But you are right. They do have a good vegan or vegetarian aspect to their menu. That's really, really solid if that's your dietary way of life. We also have a lot of gluten-free options as well. Number five is Cafe 21. This place is so cute. To my knowledge, there's two. There's one downtown and there's one in University Heights. I really like the vibe here. It's like loungy, gardeny, really cute decor, really cute glasses, really, really cute mimosas. You can get, wait for it, a mimosa flight. Woo, yeah. I was going to say, is that why you like the vibes at this place, is the mimosa flight? That's not the only reason, but they come out really cute in these little mason jars, and each one is a different color. Maybe they have like a twig of rosemary in one, some flowers in the other. They're super cute. A for effort on that front. And the last time I ate there at the downtown location, there was a live band. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. I highly recommend this place. And the food is amazing. They have crepes. They have sweet dishes. They also have more healthy options, but it's a, it's a really good place. I definitely recommend this one. So number six on our list is The Cottage, which is located in La Jolla in San Diego. And Kim and I actually recently went there. And we we ended up, they have really good portion sizes and we ended up splitting two items and we couldn't finish our plate. We split three items. Oh, three items. (laughs) (laughs) But this place did have a long wait too. We both showed up hungry, which was a mistake. Yes. And there was a two hour wait. And so we walked down to La Jolla Beach and just walked on the beach and saw the seals, saw the seals and hung out at the like children's pool area for a little bit, just seeing the crashing waves on the rocks. It was pretty nice. But if you're going here on a weekend, 
don't come starving, ready to eat. Because we did. We were actually so hungry. We walked back about an hour later and he did happen to seat us sooner than two hours, which was nice. But we were so hungry, we didn't even take a picture of the food. (laughs) We just (laughs) dove right in. You guys forgot all about Instagramming that, didn't you? Yes, we did. But tell me a little bit of why the name is called The Cottage. It has nothing to do with the food. It's the ambiance of the restaurant itself, right? I mean, what does it have? So it looks like a little cottage and it has a white picket fence on the outside and it has patio seating. On the inside, it is really small Mm -hmm. area, but it's very cutely designed like a little cottage feel. Yeah, kind of like an old like Victorian kind of house cottage thing. Yeah, and that's why I like it a lot is because the name is represented in the vibe that it has out there. And I really like the aspect that it's majority outside patio dining also Mm -hmm. right by the water not that you have the view of it but la jolla is in an area that's close to the water so it's always nice temperate weather in that vicinity but we ended up getting like a stuffed french toast which was like a brioche bread with strawberry compote Mm. and mascarpone that's what we got on the sweet side and yeah kim you're right we did get three items (laughs) we got chilaquiles i think Uh uh-huh and then we also got a mexicali benedict Oh, yeah, it was really good. But they don't all have just like Southwest inspired foods. They have other types of cuisines as well. We were just gravitating towards that that day. Oh, yeah. I mean, the pork belly Benedict and other stuff that they have there. Yeah. It's hard in California not to gear yourself towards Spanish cuisine because it's so prevalent and out here. I'm like craving Spanish cuisine right now. I say Spanish. (laughs) I should say Latin American. (laughs) I apologize. Yes, yes. Yes. I hear their coffee cake is really good. I know in the past they used to have samples of the coffee cake while you waited. Yeah. But with COVID, that's kind of gone away. But like Jamal said, they don't have just Latin American styled food. They have like smoked salmon hashes, which I would have gravitated towards. But Kim is not (laughs) a fish eater. And we really wanted to, we were so hungry. We wanted to try everything. And so I was like, okay, the best way to do that is split it. So we didn't, we didn't get the fish ones. Yeah, and they not only just had cinnamon bread or coffee cake, that's what it was. They would give you coffee too, and it was it was freaking amazing. Like COVID has really killed the sample game. I'm hoping they eventually bring it back. Me too. Number seven on our list though, they did not offer samples. This place is Fig Tree Cafe, and it's located in North PB. And I often get this place mixed up with Cafe 21 because it's very similar vibes. It's like indoor outdoor type of setup, super gardeny, a lot of flowers and trees that make this place up. Also have really, really cute mimosas, really cute cocktails. The food is amazing. You can get a half order of French toast or pancakes as well. And I do recommend doing that because you're going to want the sweet and savory combo. Yeah, Fig Tree, I've heard about it. I haven't been there. It's definitely on my list. I really want to go. And how can you go wrong with a mimosa flight? You can't go wrong with it. So the only time I've been there, actually, I've been there a couple times. But this one time I remember we went for a girls breakfast brunch and there, I think there was like five of us. We all got a savory dish and we all got a half order of French toast. The savory dish I got was super unique. It was breakfast sushi. Interesting. It did not have fish on it, but they essentially made like sushi rolls out of fried rice with bacon Mm. and egg and they rolled it up and then had like this delicious little plum sauce on top. Oh my God. I, I could eat that right now. It sounds so good. It You're sounds delicious. Hungry. This whole episode is making me I know. Hungry. I'm suddenly starving. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I know what I'm supposed to be eating for dinner tonight, but now I want breakfast and brunch. <laughs> I know. I'm seriously thinking about having pancakes for dinner. There you go. So number eight on our list is a restaurant called Crushed. 
It's located in Pacific Beach in San Diego, and they also have different types of flights. They have mimosa flights, beer flights, margarita flights, lots of flights, and they are also known for their desserts, which are breakfast desserts. <laughs> so they have like French toast sticks, Nutella and banana pancakes, lemon poppy seed pancakes, all of these really good like desserty pancakes on their menu and they also have a good mix of benedicts and brunch bites as well so they have like flatbreads if you go there later in the day too and you wanted to continue your drinking game so brunch is a combination of breakfast and lunch and a lot of menus will have burgers or more lunchy salads and stuff like that crushed has really really good sliders if you go for brunch or otherwise definitely get the sliders and yeah the flatbreads are really good too Number nine on the list is Farmer's Table. This one is a San Diego staple. There's multiple locations. We have some in Bay Park, Little Italy, La Mesa. There are more. However, this place is known specifically for their crazy Bloody Marys. The food game there is good too, but I'll tell you what, they are known for their Bloody Marys here at Farmer's Table. They actually have a Bloody Mary that comes with a whole chicken on it. Yeah, I saw this on social media and I was like, I have to go to Farmer's Table to check this out. And it's called the Barnyard Bloody Mary. It's made for four people to split. It's like 55 ounces and it has all of the garnishes. It has corn, jalapenos, cheese, tomatoes, and then they top it with an entire roast chicken. (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) I mean, if you're going here and splitting it for four people, like literally the garnishes are your meal with your drink. You don't need to get anything else. You can if you're feeling adventurous and hungry or really trying to cure the previous day's hangover. That's why you're getting a Bloody Mary and some food at the same time. But there's lots of good stuff here. Even if you don't want to get the Barnyard Bloody Mary for four with a whole chicken, they have an eclectic mix of other Bloody Marys that are really, really good. Their garnish game on that is still super, super solid also, but it's not just as big and grand as the Barnyard. We were there not too long ago as a squad, and I got a Bloody Mary that had sausage and cheese and a pepper and a bunch of other different garnishes and as a meal only got an acai bowl because I was full from all of the garnishes on the Bloody Mary. Yeah, you had the butcher's block Bloody Mary. I do recommend. It was delicious. And Jamal and I got the Rage and Cajun Bloody Mary, which had bacon wrapped shrimp, jalapenos, andouille sausage, bacon, and pickled veggies. Also really good. I love it. And, you know, we're hyping on the Bloody Marys because that's what they're known for. But they have a really good food game. Also, super good omelets, frittatas, pancakes. Brittany and I shared a Benedict that we really, really liked. And we went with the share game because, like I said, the garnishes on those Bloody Marys sometimes are a meal in and of itself. Oh, you know what was also really good there? We got the house potatoes, but we upgraded them to get them with truffle, arugula, and Parmesan on top. Mm. And that was really, really good. Brittany loves her truffle. Yes, she does. Truffle butter, amazing. (laughs) Truffle oil, mm, yes. Hey, travelers, let's break for a quick layover to talk about our San Diego itinerary we created for first-time visitors. This full-day guide takes you on an epic day down the San Diego coast. Starting your morning with coffee in Del Mar to ending your day with dinner on Harbor Island with a view of downtown across the water. This 13-page itinerary hits all the coastal highlights and beach towns with drive times, how long you need in each place, and so much more. We've taken all the guesswork out of the planning, so all you have to do is show up and have fun. You can purchase this itinerary on TravelSquadPodcast.com for $30 or message us a screenshot of your five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and we'll send it to you for free. So travel on over and get yours today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So the last four on our list here, we're going to take you to a classier place. We're going to go more luxury with these next four because San Diego is a vacation destination and brunch is big here. Mm -hmm. So these four places do brunch big. Yeah. And, you know, when people think brunch, they may think exactly of what we're going to talk about here with drinks, kind of buffet style more so. The other ones that we mentioned are restaurants, not buffet style, but their food game is very brunch worthy and is brunch. They have a good Bloody Mary game or mimosa game to them. But these ones here listed are maybe what some people would define really as a brunch in the sense of the buffet and your drinks. So going into number 10, the crown room at the Dell. And that is the Hotel Del Coronado, if you do not know. So they're only open on Sundays from 930 to 1. So that's the only time you can go. And I think you have to have reservations to be able to go. But they're mostly known for their chilled seafood bar that they have because they're right on the water. Mm -hmm. This place is super fancy. So as you can imagine, the brunch is also going to be super fancy. They don't just have the seafood bar. They have a whole omelet station. That's standard in a brunch buffet. But they have tons of other different egg dishes, charcuterie. A carved meat station. You can do customizable mimosas. Endlessly. Endless customizable mimosas. Gourmet Bloody Mary Bar. I mean, that's what we're talking about. The food game and the drink game is unreal here at the Crown Room at the Hotel Del Coronado. The Hotel Del is a very fancy, well-known hotel here in San Diego. So it has that prestigious aspect to it. And here comes the prestigious brunch that they offer. They also have made-to-order cinnamon roll waffles. Mm, that's making me oh my so god hungry. that sounds so good and a candy and dessert bar jamal and i actually fun fact we got married right outside the hotel del coronado on coronado beach and we haven't eaten here yet but it's definitely on my list i think though it's like over a hundred dollars per person as we said these are like luxury brunch places the next one is Aero Squadron. It's similar in its fanciness and its style, but it's a lot more affordable than the Hotel Dell. This one's about 50 bucks per person, and which is still a lot for a brunch. But again, it comes with all the alcohol, this delicious, amazing buffet. It is typically on the hours of around 10 to 2 or 2.30, kind of depending on the day. But just check the website to make sure and definitely make reservations here. You know, a lot of places in San Diego don't take reservations, which is why you have that long wait. But these fancier places definitely do. And they have all the fixings, too, at the chef station. They have omelets, pastas, fajitas, waffles, a carving station with your roast beef and ham, seafood station, the like. But what I really do like about Aero Squadron is the ambiance of the place. It is nestled right along a I don't want to say private airport, but an airport for small personal planes, right? It's not mm -hmm. for commercial aspects or anything like that. 
So the theming of the restaurant and on the outside, it looks like an old style, like English building made of like bricks and stones and its walls are covered in ivy that are growing up to the top. So it has almost a really European look vibe to the building itself right along the airport. You could see the planes coming and going, but again, not commercial aircraft, private aviation, but adds to the whole experience. And fun fact, this place turns into a nightclub at night. They get down at night. They get down at night. (laughs) It's all those people done flying at the airport. They come in and party now. There are tons of stations here. They have your chef station with omelets and pastas, fajitas, waffles. They literally take the breakfast and the lunch very seriously here. Carving station, seafood station, everything else you'd imagine between eggs and potatoes. And I am so hungry thinking about this place. We were like this close to actually going here a couple weeks ago. We went to farmer's table instead. We're going to have to put this on our list to go. I'm, I'm deciding this right now. If I don't go on a trip for my birthday, I'm doing Sunday brunch. Ooh. And you are invited. Oh, well, I'd hope we're invited. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for the invite, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12 on our list is the Westgate Hotel. And this place is a great place for brunch. It's inside a hotel. The hotel is very nice, too. Very Extremely nice, nice hotel. It's a AAA four diamond rated hotel in downtown San Diego. Like the inside looks like you're in a palace. It has this gorgeous staircase that goes up. Everything looks like European old style, just over the top luxury. But yes. don't worry, you do not need to be a hotel guest here to enjoy the brunch. The brunch is about $65 per person, and that includes champagne, mimosas, Bloody Marys, margaritas. And at your seating area, you have these fancy china platings to put your food on. So you just feel like you're eating in luxury. feel like royalty when you're in there with that type of china that's brought to your plate. You're less like, ooh, what is this? I'm fancy now. It looks like royalty. And just to give you an idea of the massive size of this buffet... There is an entire room dedicated to desserts, and they will make you whatever crepes you want, made to order, and mini donuts. Mini donuts. There's a mini donut station. They have a lot of good stuff here. Brittany and I really enjoyed our brunch experience at the Westgate. Have you been to the brunch at Westgate too, So, fun fact, I am a member of a gym called Aqua V that is connected to the Westgate Hotel. So, the pool is the same. I walk through the lobby every single day when I go to the gym. I see the brunch. I drool at the brunch, but I've never had the brunch. Oh, you need to have the I brunch. I do. This one's a really good one. This may be a good place for that potential on your birthday if you don't do something, Kim. It's really, really good. And they have a good mix of all types of cuisine ranging from, you know, seafood, carving stations. Like Kim was saying, too, the made-to-order crepes and mini donuts when you're ready for that sweet aspect mm-hmm. after your savory. And again, traditional brunch, champagne, mimosas, Bloody Marys, Margie's. You got it all. I right know. There. And the most recent price that we've seen is about 65 bucks, which is, sounds pretty reasonable for how much you get mm-hmm. and, and just like the luxurious status of the place. They also do afternoon tea here, which is really cute. Oh, wow. And this is a contender for me to celebrate Thanksgiving this year. You guys aren't going to be here to have your normal Thanksgiving dinner. And my mom's in town and wants to do a restaurant. So this may be where I actually spend Thanksgiving. Not a brunch buffet, but Thanksgiving buffet. What's funny is when we went, we went for Easter. We spent a holiday at the Westgate ourselves. Nice, nice. 
Last but certainly not least on our list here of the top 13 places to get brunch in San Diego is Humphreys by the Bay. This one is another San Diego classic. You talk to any local, they know of Humphreys by the Bay. If you can't tell by the name, it's by the bay. It's on the water, so it gives you that environment and aspect going for it. Also, you're sitting there, you're looking across the bay, you can see downtown. It just adds to the whole ambiance. But being that it's on the bay, Humphreys is more centered around the seafood. Not to say that there's not other non-seafood options here, but the fresh seafood game at Humphreys is on point. Zaina used to always talk, talk about, about this it. place. And I think there's an empty promise of her taking you on your birthday dinner or birthday brunch It wasn't here. an empty promise. Uh, we just ended up doing something else, Brittany and I ourselves. And so I never got taken unfinished. by her for unfinished my birthday. Yes, promise. it's unfinished. <laughs> unfinished. Unfulfilled at this point, but it wasn't a broken promise. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. But Dana would hype this place up. She said there was usually someone playing piano there that she recommends you take an Uber or Lyft because the mimosas are free flowing and you're going to get a little fucked up. I mean, if the mimosas are free flowing at a brunch place or any drink, why should you not? I mean, that's the experience. I'm not saying go there and get wasted. That shouldn't be necessarily the only aspect out. of brunch. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to be like those people that got kicked out at uh, Third Corner, right, Kim? Yeah. But you do want to enjoy yourself, but you want to enjoy yourself responsibly, of course. Yes, absolutely. And that was 13, but there was two others I wanted to give an honorable mention to. We did not put Morning Glory on our list. And the reason is because it's on every single list you're going to see out there on San Diego brunches. And it's worth it. Extremely cute inside. The food is amazing. The wait is extremely long. There are no reservations. You will definitely see this one on your list if you can make it. Go ahead and go. The other one is called Breakfast and Bubbles. It just opened. It's so cute inside. There's like flowers all over every single section of the wall that you can see. They have a champagne vending machine. It looks really cute. I'm dying to go, but I haven't made it there yet. Yeah, I've seen both of those on Instagram. I haven't been to either of them, but they both look really cute. The ambiance at both of them looks amazing. And I think Breakfast and Bubbles, what a cute name to I name know. their restaurant. And brunch is not just about the food or the drinks it is also about the vibe. Like, are they playing music? How is it decorated? What are the servers like? Like, I just don't want to go somewhere and eat food. I can go to McDonald's and do that. I want a whole brunch experience. And San Diego really does brunch well. Any final thoughts or last little tidbits that you ladies want to throw in here about our list or those honorable mentions? I mean, that covers it all. I'm starving. I can't say another word about brunch. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, with that, I think it's time for questions of the week. Question number one coming in is asking, would you rather do brunch or dinner while on a trip? That is a very, very tough question. If you're coming to someplace like San Diego that is known for its brunch locations and food, then I would say brunch. But quite honestly, my personal preference, I would say, is going to be dinner as much as I enjoy and love a brunch. And the reason for that is sometimes in the morning, if you're going to do a brunch, it takes a lot of time. And depending on where you're going and what you're doing, that could be a whole block of your morning and early afternoon gone already. So I would say dinner. And as much as I love breakfast food, 
love me some dinner food. I'll get mm-hmm. seafood later than if I can't do it for breakfast at brunch, right? It's true. I would have to agree with Jamal on that. Like I do love brunch and I do experience it mostly here in San Diego. When we're out on trips, usually our trips are pretty packed and so we're on the go and brunch does take a long time, especially if you don't have reservations somewhere. So personally, I do like to splurge a little bit more on dinner when I'm traveling, but in San Diego, brunch game is strong. I think in San Diego, if you're taking a trip here, I would choose brunch over dinner. But on other places, I think it depends on if you can incorporate the brunch into experiencing the destination. So say in Austin, we had brunch in a restaurant that looked over the river. The river is beautiful. You want to see the river. It's, mm-hmm. it's part of the attraction of being there. So spending brunch there was amazing. You know, you want to take pictures and food was good. So if it makes sense to get the vibe of where you're going, then hell yeah, brunch. Yeah. Right. And for that San Diego list here, Humphreys by the Bay gives you great views on the water. San Diego's known for the water. You have views of downtown, the Hotel Del Coronado famous attraction here in San Diego, let alone the United States. It's a historical building and registered as such. So brunch in a classic hotel that has so much history. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with you. If it makes the experience because it's part of that location, then absolutely. A lot of these places we've listed are in neighborhoods that you want to explore. So downtown where the Westgate is or Morning Glories in Little Italy. So the thing to do in that neighborhood is go to restaurants and drink. Mm-hmm. So brunch makes perfect sense. So question number two is, what is the most unique brunch experience you've had while traveling? Hmm. I feel like this is a really hard question. I don't know if I've had a crazy or most unique brunch experience per se, but what we have had is we have done high tea Ooh. kind of in the brunch hours. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of counts as a unique experience. We've done it in Victoria, Canada at the Empress Hotel. Amazing. And we also did it in London. At Claridge's, which is a very famous place to have high tea. Winston Churchill himself used to have oh. his high tea at Claridge's. Wow. Hotel. Yes, yes. And so like we were saying, brunch, I mean, we talked about a lot of sweet food and stuff and eggs and scrambles, but brunch is always savory. And if you do the high tea, I would have to agree with Brittany. I'm trying to think of places while traveling and I can't accept for that. But high tea always has like the sandwiches, Mm -hmm. the scones, all those little hors d'oeuvres and snacks. So I would say, yeah, that is the closest experience that we've done while traveling that's been really grand. Otherwise, it's been localized. Yeah, I also agree. My most unique brunch in quotes experience would be ordering room service and having breakfast in bed in a robe in a hotel. Ooh, That is some travel luxury right there. I love that. All right, everybody, if you're coming to San Diego and you need even more brunch recommendations than this, just message us on Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast and we will get back to you with our recommendations. But thank you so much for tuning into this episode this week. Keep the adventures going with us and send us in your questions. We can answer them next week for you. If you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that you know would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, everybody. Bye.